1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
2: This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be here's your host Chris Plank. All right welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We have so much to get to on the show today including a very special guest. Kenny Mossman is going to join us. Uh, Sooner fans you know you love Kenny Mossman. Very integral to the consistent success of the Oklahoma Sooner Athletic Department. He'll join us coming up here in mere moments. And Jessica Cootie, will help us tell a story that has somehow been skewed and some incorrect, uh, what would it be? They haven't attributed the proper person for the success of this viral video. That's a tease in the business, y'all. But before we get going, I kind of want to lay out the plan because uh, we're hitting the holiday season, but as you might be able to tell based on the schedule and the final four Playoffs coming up, college basketball in full swing, softball, baseball right around the corner, women's and men's gymnastics right around the corner. It's an incredibly busy time here to make sure we cover everything we possibly can on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Uh, over the next couple of shows, we're going to take you inside bowl preparation beyond just the team's perspective. I've, I've always been fascinated by this from the moving of the band, to making sure tickets are taken care of, to the uh, minute details. We'll take you inside of them, and that's why Kenny is joining us today. They had a crew that just got back from Pasadena, Los Angeles, California, early this morning as we taped this on a Thursday. So Kenny's going to join us today, and then we'll kind of build from that foundation with names like Brad Camp to give us the equipment Lowdown, Brandon Meyer to talk about the video on the Sooner Vision side, Matt McMillan to talk about the team, and hopefully Greg Tipton to kind of talk about just the overall experience that'll be coming up for the Rose Bowl. So uh, in between all of that, we'll give you some stories from the squad as they get ready. As a matter of fact, as we tape this, the Home Depot Awards are getting ready to drop. By the time you hear this, uh, we'll hopefully have uh, an Allen Trophy winner and a Maxwell Award winner and a Davey O'Brien winner for the Oklahoma Sooners. But we'll have a lot on the team leading up to OU and Georgia in the Rose Bowl. And then... Uh, I mean, it's just, it's it's the best time of year. We're counting down to bowl games. We're counting down to potential championships. We're counting down to Heisman Trophy ceremonies involving an Oklahoma Sooner. There's tons going on, and we'll keep you up to date and in tune right here with the Sooner Sports Podcast. So without further ado, what do you say we get after it and talk about the details of getting ready for a bowl game with Kenny Moss. All right, well, first of all, Kenny, thank you so much for coming on with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, take us through what we learned from the, I guess you could say, exploratory trip out to Pasadena. What's kind of the goal whenever you guys uh, go out there to check out the site?
3: Well, that's actually a trip that we take every year, regardless of where we play. The the uh, moving of a of a football operation uh, quite a ways across the country takes a lot of work and um, it involves a lot of people. So we go ahead and as soon as our bowl assignment comes through, take a trip to the site that we're going to visit and uh, spend a lot of time looking at the hotel uh, situation that our team will be in because not only are they lodging there, but they're doing their team meetings there. You've got a video operation that you have to set up there and just a lot of other preparations that you have to make with respect to meals and so forth. Then you spend a lot of time at the practice site uh, because usually it's a site that is not used ordinarily for practice, so you're having to set up a locker room a weight room, uh, and, of course, just the practice facility itself. Uh, you spend some time at the game site. And then there are a lot of other events that occur during the course of a bowl week right. that involve the team, and they involve the administrators, the coaches. And so there's there's just a lot to go through uh, when you're taking not just the football team, but, but you know, some of the family members and so forth. So, um, you're really moving a large number of people in a pretty significant operation, uh, picking it up and just taking it somewhere else.
2: So to kind of take you through what we're doing here on the podcast, Kenny, uh, you and I are step one. And then <laughs> throughout the next week or so, we're going to talk to Brad camp from the equipment side tip. Mm-hmm. I know Brandon Meyer is going to come on with this as, as well too, as we learn more about the process. So we're kind of laying the foundation here. So take me through that first step. You, you get the, invite to a bowl, what's the first step for you?
3: Well, you immediately go into a conference call and uh, and you speak with the people who are at your bowl game and they start to lay the groundwork for you. Uh, they uh, very quickly send you their bowl manual so you have an electronic version of that. And of course, in the year that we're in now, because we're also a, a CFP team, there's actually two different organizations that we're working with. We're, we're working with the Rose Bowl, And we're also working with the college football playoff office itself. So we took an advance trip to the Rose Bowl to get ready for that game. And then on Monday and Tuesday of next week, we'll fly to Atlanta and spend two days with the CFP uh, preparation team uh, that gets us ready a little bit more for the Rose Bowl, but also much more in anticipation of the uh, game in Atlanta should we win in Pasadena then of course we'll, we'll be going to Atlanta to play in the national championship so that adds an entirely new layer of preparation to it so really the first step is you just make the initial contact with the people that you'll be working with very closely over the next month month and a half and then uh And then you add the layer of the college football playoff in and you you start working with those folks as well. So on Sunday, for instance, when the assignment came down that we were going to the Rose Bowl, we had two conference calls. One was with the Rose Bowl and then another one with the college football playoff staff.
2: So just so there doesn't have to be anyone getting nervous, everybody goes to Atlanta, right? There's this not just, hey, you're the favorite and you're the favorite. Everybody, all four teams go on this trip uh, to Atlanta, right?
3: Yeah, that's correct, because you have such short turnaround time uh, after your semifinal game that uh, you need to already have everything in place for uh, the next game. And and to give you an idea of of how that works, should we win the Rose Bowl, a member of the Rose Bowl staff, who is obviously also very well versed in the playoff format, would actually fly back with us and embed with us for the entire time leading up to the game in Atlanta. So they they serve as a as, as a big help in the transition time uh, to get you ready to make that trip. But you have to turn in a lot of forms. Um, there are so many events that you have to turn in names for. Uh, obviously, the ticketing is a huge issue. And so there are all those things that you have to start working through and that all has to be peed up and ready to go in the event that you win. So you're right. There there you, you don't read anything into that. All four <laughs> teams will go through that process, but you have to be ready because the turnaround time is so short.
2: Kenny, I saw you tweet something, uh, and I and I think it's worth mentioning here. There are no digital tickets. Every every ticket for the Rose Bowl is a physical ticket, correct?
3: Yes, and that of course makes the Rose Bowl, a very unusual venue in this day and age. I mean, even here in Norman, we used print at home or scan on your phone type tickets, and that will not be the case in Pasadena. They will only use the the hard tickets. So of course, that's bound to invite uh, that element of people who who are looking to scam. And and, uh, so we want to make sure that we get a good warning out to people that if you're not holding an actual Rose Bowl ticket in your hand, then you won't get in the stadium. So uh, just you can't accept any substitutes, and that's that's something that you have to be very, very careful about.
2: You know, it's it's interesting because I'm so fascinated by this process, and I don't think you know anyone can truly grasp how many bodies are involved. And then obviously, Kenny, you want to be able to get things done the way that a coach likes it, and then that's why you got guys like Matt McMillan there to make sure that everything from a student athletic uh, student athlete experience is is taken care of. But I'm curious, you did this through the bcs process we've done this for bowl games before is it just that extra game that's kind of the unique element or is there different things from say whenever we leave and went the last time we were in the 14 playoff and obviously there's different things from the bcs era correct
3: I, yes i would say the change is probably greater from the bcs than it was a couple of years ago there, there has been some fine-tuning that's occurred since uh our appearance uh in miami but um the way I explain it to people is, it is now much more like the NCAA basketball tournament, and that's probably not surprising since Bill Hancock used to run the NCAA basketball tournament. Now he runs the college football playoffs, so you can see where there would be some parallels there. But uh, it used to be the your situation would change quite a bit depending on which bowl game you went to. And you worked with different staffs, you worked with different policies and procedures. And so uh, one bowl game would do something one way and another bowl game would do it completely different. And then you'd have to kind of adjust on the fly. And, and, um, and now it's, it's probably a little bit more rigid, which in some cases is frustrating, but on the other hand uh, is, is helpful because you know exactly how things are going to be done. Uh, For instance, they tell you specifically, how many game credentials you'll get. So if you've got a wow. staff, let's take, let's take Centervision for instance. Right. So we go to, to a site with SoonerVision and we, we set them up and when we go on the road, we may take, just going to pull a number out of the air here, but we may take seven or we may take nine. Well, they tell you exactly how many you get to have and wow. you don't get to deviate. You don't get to deviate from that same way for your, your sports information staff and, and all those kinds of things. So, um, so it's it's a lot more like the NCAA basketball tournament now in that there are a lot more rules, regulations, standards, procedures, and that sort of thing that don't vary. And and like I said, that at times is tough. But then on the other hand, there are times where that structure is really nice because you can you can bank on it being that way.
2: And then you know, obviously, Toby wanted to make sure I asked this question: How do we get the ponies there? I mean, what's kind of that process like, uh, Kenny, to make sure that we get all of the cheer and the palm people necessary there?
3: Right. Um, well, and, and the marching band, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's a big part of it as well. And, and of course, um, uh, Brian Britt, our band director, was, always does with us on these advanced trips. And they have their own hotel, their own schedule, uh, and all of that. And of course, there's a little bit, uh, more emphasis on that when you go to the Rose Bowl because of the Tournament of Roses Parade. So, uh, that's, that's a big deal. The horses get there the same way they get to, you know, Dallas. Um, They've got a pretty nice trailer and and truck operation and and that's how they get there and we we've, we've done a lot of talking about um, are we going to take them or not we don't take them to every bowl game and right. and uh, um, quite honestly most of that is because we're just not wanting to stress the horse as much and and the travel can be pretty extensive um, in this case I think we're going to be able to to, to merit taking them because. Uh, the parade element adds a nice piece to it for uh, exposing the schooner and the roughnecks and the, the ponies, obviously, um, to a market that doesn't normally get to see them. So uh, my guess is if we go to Atlanta, we may not take them there. That would be a pretty long haul to go from California back for a brief stop in Norman and then all the way to Atlanta. But we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But, uh see, That's a good question, and it gets to the detail that's required in all of this. I mean, people would really be surprised how much work has to go into this. We produced entire manuals for our staff just for that week so that they know when things are occurring, where the buses leave from, on and on and on, all the little things that they're going to need to know during the course of a week.
2: Yeah, and I was going to ask that. From a manual perspective, it, there's a team event, there's family events. Kenny, I, the, the different layers of this, it's... It's kind of mind-boggling when you really dive into it, and then we added the the cheer, palm, sooner vision, radio side of things. I mean, how many do, do we even know a number of bodies that would be going on a trip like this right now, or is that still kind of one of those influx things?
3: No, well, we probably could get pretty close, but you know, with if you throw the band number in there, it gets really big. Um, it pro- it'd probably be pushing up towards a thousand people if wow. you get if you, if you include the band. So. Um, anytime you, anytime you do anything on that scale, obviously you, it takes a lot of preparation and, and, uh, because when you get there, you want people to have a, a good experience. And if they're confused about where they're supposed to be, or if there are problems with their hotel rooms, we'll send a party of people out wow. actually on Christmas night to California so that when the rest of the team arrives on the 26th, everything will already, already be in place and ready for them. So, um. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's a big deal in terms of planning. It's you know the bowl games are great. If you talk to people that work in administration in the two or three weeks leading up to the bowl, um, that's where you're pulling out your hair. That, that could be that can be a pretty frustrating time of year. But when you get there, the reward is great.
2: Well, I'll have to say from someone who's been a benefit uh, benefited from that great planning, it's incredibly appreciated. And Kenny, I know you're busy, so we'll make this a quick pod. I only ask a couple more ones. First of all. Uh, you've been out to the Rose Bowl before. You were there with Oklahoma's last trip. Uh, pretty amazing because now we have the StubHub Center where the Chargers play that's going to be a practice facility. But what really caught your eye? What really kind of stood out whenever you guys were down there the last 24 hours?
3: Well, I, I just I think it's the Rose Bowl itself, the stadium. Uh, they're just not a venue or a or – a, uh, there's just not a scenario like it. Uh, we, you've got the 10 Gabriel Mountains there uh, to the north of the stadium, and, and – uh, the place is just immaculately clean. The grass is perfect. Um, the sky is blue. The temperature is 73. I mean, it's, everything about it is just pristine. And, and uh, um, they go to great detail there to make sure that everything is, is just the way I described it. It's funny, yesterday when we were out there, um, they had painted strips of grass in various places colors of red and white so that we could review them to make sure our our end zone color was going to be accurate
2: How cool so is that that's the
3: kind of that's the kind of detail that they that they go into so they had like three shades of red to make sure that when the red went on the grass you know that that'll change the the tint of the color a little bit and what's it look like in the sun and and uh um, so they painted up these strips for us to review to see, you know, with what we preferred for our color. And, and it's just, um, it's just a kind of a breathtaking place. The the view there is just, uh, it's a postcard. And, uh, and so that's probably the thing that, that catches your eye the most is just the, the beauty of it and the, and the environment. Um, the weather is just always perfect. And, uh, uh, so those are the things that probably stick out the most. L- L.A. is a you know, A lot of traffic, a lot of hustle and bustle. It can be a little bit difficult to get around out there. So in terms of that, there are probably other bowl games where it's a little simpler. But when you roll that thing out there on game day, it is one of a kind for sure. And, and you can see why it has the reputation that it has.
2: And, and the balance between uh, the the preparation for the team and the events that the bowl wants you to be a part of, Kenny, is that is that a challenge or is that kind of old hat by now?
3: Oh, I mean, we've... We've done it so many times that yeah. I guess it's old hat, but it never stops being a challenge. Um, um, if everybody was always where they were supposed to be at the time they were supposed to be there, <laughs> and, if, and if everybody was perfectly happy with what you provided for them, uh, then I guess it would be old hat. But every year there's something that comes up, or there's some variation that occurs that maybe you didn't think of, and so you've got to you have to be ready to change quickly. So um, it's still a lot of preparation work. I mean, this this for us is a real grinding time of year. Uh, there's just a lot of very busy work that has to be done right now. The days are long. You know, we were out in Pasadena and posting pictures of it on on uh, social media, and people just ooh and on and say, oh, I wish I had your job. And, and I'm thinking, you know, when you're sitting there looking over 15 Excel spreadsheets, you feel <laughs> a little bit differently about that. It's, it may not be quite as glamorous. And then last night our our flight got delayed coming back from Los Angeles, we were supposed to land at eleven thirty, and instead we were on probably the bumpiest commercial flight oh, no. I have ever been on, and we got home at two a.m. So, oh, no. um, not, not all of it is, uh, you know, rainbows and, un- and unicorns. Some of it's pretty pretty tough. But um, but it's a labor of love. And, and in the end, like I said, when you're out there on game day, man, there's just nothing better.
2: And you got some dude bugging you to come on a podcast with him, blowing up your phone. Uh, so then, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so a final thought then before we say adios, what's the next step now? You've made the site uh, trip. or Are uh, itineraries put together? Are they already put together, Kenny? From getting back now as this, I mean, we're taping this on Thursday. As everything drops on Friday, what's the next step?
3: Well, the next step is we start really uh, going to work on the on the paperwork for the Rose Bowl. Um, there's a game contract that we have to sign that obligates us to go and obligates them to take care of the things that they're supposed to take care of. So we'll work on that. Uh, then we'll go to Atlanta and get ready for that game. And then actually, really one of the, the pieces that helps us the most is later next week, seven members from the Rose Bowl staff will fly to Norman and we'll meet again and that's helpful because in that week that transpires in between, all the things that you forgot to ask while you were in California, of course, surfaced. And you have some of the other people here in Norman who weren't on the trip who think of things that you hadn't thought of to ask. And so the Rose Bowl staff will come out here and we'll have a day of meetings with the Rose Bowl to really kind of put the ribbon on top of it. And, and that'll help us bring our planning to its closing point.
2: Man, again, I, I said it in the interview. I've benefited from their insanely tight planning and their in-depth preparation. It's it's incredible the job that Kenny and his staff, that they do and the hard work that goes into enjoying bowl week. Now, Jessica Cootie is someone else who can probably speak to the incredible hard work that is put forth into bowl planning. I had a chance to catch up with Jessica early this week. And instead of going in-depth on this incredible feature she has coming up, On Mark Andrews, instead of going in-depth on looking ahead to Baker's Heisman push, I wanted to talk to her about one of the, oh gosh, maybe you could say benchmark moments in Baker Mayfield's career that she is directly responsible. Why do they never credit Jessica Cootie on the Baker dancing video from 2000 and what was that, 15? Why does it always go? 14. 2014. Yeah, why, why do you never get the credit for that? Why is why is it always some other random person's Twitter account that they give credit to and they never give it to Jessica Cootie?
1: Yeah, it, it really kind of makes me mad because I, I noticed it was on the Dan Patrick show. Brian Fisher! It, it, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> no, that's my video. You can find it in my phone from way back in the day. Because it's funny, it, uh, you know, one of my features that I'm doing for the bowl game is on Mike Brooks, right. who's the... Um, you know, the big stats guy for OU, and he's got a pretty fascinating story. And um, so he was kind of going through his pictures, and he had, like, a free stream of that, of that video. And he was like, this right here changed Baker Mayfield's life. And I was like, you know who took that video, right? <laughs> and he could not believe it. I had to pull it up in my phone. Um, yeah, I, I, sometimes I've got to tell Baker to tell the world, like, hey, could you please give Jessica Cody proper credit for that video? Because um you know that's uh it's still to the same and we'll continue to yes and and, and everything that people use i I,
2: I, you know what would be great you know what would be the penultimate moment on this is if after he wins on saturday night he goes hey i just wanted to add one more thing jessica cootie taped the video of me dancing please give her credit thank you for the heisman good night everybody wouldn't that be (laughs) that's the ultimate right there that's how you get it done
1: Shot in your <laughs> high school. That video, so people could taking credit for it.
2: <laughs>
1: she deserves
2: all the credit. There's no if ands or buts about it. Jessica Cootie taped the video when they were in Orlando for what was that? Was that the I keep want to say Camping World, but Russell Athletic Bowl, right?
1: Yeah, and so what? What was happening was there? Was these you know, it's for they were at this. Um, I can not remember exactly what it was called, but it, it's a place where you know they helped, families with kids with cancer basically come to Orlando to do all of the experiences in Orlando. So like, and it's a place where it's like a, it's not a hotel, but it's like a, it's a cool place where they get to stay and then they go out and um, it's a nonprofit organization. And then the kids, they, they help them get to like universal studios and Disneyland or world and all of those cool places that are around Orlando. Um, almost kind of like make a wish, but it's not make a wish. And so, um, you know, one one of the things when you go out to bowl games is they have like a charity. You do charity. Um, pretty much every bowl game has something lined up where you do some sort of charity work one day. And so that that at the Russell Athletic School they went to spend time with these kids that day. And there was like this big dance circle going around. There was a DJ, and I was videoing one of the kids that was dancing in the middle of the football team. And then all of a sudden. Um, because, I mean, like, that's where the video starts mm-hmm. um, in this video before it's clipped off with Baker. And then all of a sudden, they're like, bake, 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 bake. And so then that's, he comes out from the left out of the screen into the screen. <laughs> and um, I just happened to be front and center because there were lots of media there and our cameras were there, but I just happen to be like, have the best angle of it. And so, you know, I get the whole thing. And you have to remember, like, at this time, Baker's on the scout team. Right. So, and that's the bus that when we're we're riding around with the team, whatever, um, we're always on the fourth bus, like, which is where the scout team and specialists go. And so I was hey, do you care if I post this? And he was like, no, I don't care. So I posted it, and it was like, um, it it didn't get much traction, which I don't have that many, like, followers. And then um, somebody took it from my instagram it was one of the players on the team that has transferred i can't remember who it was and posted it himself on his um on his twitter account and then it just caught fire and then the next thing i know like i'm getting espn Fox. um (laughs) literally every single network has this video and they credit me or when they've used it they credit me but i don't know how they've People have just, uh, Mike Howe has it too. I don't know if he's given it out to people and then they just like credit it themselves. But I'm like, yo, can I get some credit for that? Years. Anyway, that's how it all went down.
2: All right. The foundation has been laid. Thanks to Jess for joining us. I hope everyone properly gives Jessica Cootie credit for the Baker dancing video from here on out. And it'd be really cool, Bake, if you went ahead and gave her some credit in your Heisman speech. And we'll continue to build on our foundation of learning about bowl prep and exactly what goes into it and the hard work and the people involved. Thanks to Kenny Mossman for helping us kickstart that process. In the meantime, can't thank you guys enough for downloading, subscribing, and sharing the Sooner Sports Podcast. We'll continue to have live shows throughout the holiday season. I I say live shows. I take them live. No podcast is truly live. But uh, thank our sponsors, the Riverwind Resort, Allstate. And thank you for downloading, subscribing, sharing, and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Everyone have a great Heisman weekend. And until Tuesday's edition of the Game Plan, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OUOnTheAir.